Welcome to the Friendship Quest Where we'll answer all your questions or we'll do our best To figure it out, let's give it a try And we'll keep on going until we die Until we die! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Friendship Quest with me, John, and my co-host, Katie. We are back again for another week of shenanigans. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Hello, We've, John. Hello. We're apart again. Yeah. We need We're, to get used to doing this again. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be remote indefinitely for now. Because we no longer live together. This is so sad. Alexa. <laughs> Play Despacito. Um, yeah, sad times for us. Sad times for us, but we're still dedicated to bringing you this fantastic show every week. So please of continue to listen. Um, and we've been rather disorganised because this is the week we've been m- moving and stuff. So this week you'll... has been a lot. This week has lasted at least two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long trying to move house, oh. move everything across while working. I've never had to do that before. Well, I have, but like it wasn't as stressful yeah. as this one. This was very stressful. So yeah. yeah. It's been a lot. We've managed to get out episodes, which has been a miracle, but I yeah. haven't made a video about it. So no. we don't really have any comments or anything to talk about this week sorry and we didn't get any emails so please fix that please send checked. us an email <laughs> you checked john i, d- I did check I did oh check. okay <laughs> i'm on top of things oh well done um, um yes yeah. please send us emails at thefriendshipquest at gmail.com or leave comments on katie's tiktok at kthp theater when it eventually a new video is released <laughs> or if, if you post something on an older video you might see it as well yeah i mean <laughs> Me and John were watching the Marvel videos that Excuse I make me. TikToks for. John and I. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> we were making. <laughs> we were watching the movies that I make the videos about, mm. and I've watched maybe five movies ahead of the TikToks I've made. It's a problem. Yeah. So lots of videos to come, but not yet. Somebody yeah. did tag me in a TikTok oh. video. There was like. You've died. Where would you like to be reborn? And one of the options was the dinosaur age. <laughs> and the comment was like, "Oh, I think we, I think we know what where you'd go." That's cute. So that was wholesome. You got fans. You got fans, Katie. I do. They know what you like. Yeah. You're so I've easy I've got to dinosaur read. fairy lights. That is very exciting. I for bought you. them for the new house. It was an impulse buy, but an impulse buy I'm very excited about. Mm. A powerful buy. Yeah. Hmm. Good. Well, there's no need to dilly-dally any longer. I don't like that phrase. Dilly-dally? Dilly-dally. I'm not too fan, big a fan of it either. I was listening to our last episode earlier and, you know, the childish words. I feel like <laughs> like tummy, belly, yeah. words I don't like. I think dilly-dally almost fits in there. Or like oopsie-daisy, you know. <laughs> our old housemate, not our housemate anymore. No. How sad is that? Our old housemate used to if she stopped every doing time it she would <laughs> every trip. time she tripped over something she'd go oopsie, oopsie daisy. daisy it was involuntary she couldn't help she it she couldn't help it it was uh, awful i don't know when she managed to stop doing that it happened gradually i wish she but hadn't she, stopped because it was a really it was really useful it was much to better than her. the other things she says yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh dear uh, she probably won't hear this but oh well we'll see 
now it's really enough dilly-dallying. Catherine, Okay, Jonathan. What is the question today? Our question today is, what is the weirdest fairy tale? Mmm. We love fairy tales. We do. And we love weirdness. I do especially. I mean, I do especially. I've never not loved them mm. i don't know what you're trying to suggest here well no i just trying mean to like gatekeep fairy tales n- i'm not gatekeeping <laughs> fairy tales it's just a very on brand for me mm, i feel okay because i love it, yeah it inspires a lot of the things that i watch or read or whatever mm. you know yeah, that's fair enough i feel i feel similarly i well i feel similarly about myths i guess then mm. I think I'm a big sucker for like lore and legends and myths and all that stuff. And they sort of fill the same category. So we're sort of expanding fairy tales to be folklore and myths as well. Yeah. Um, I wonder but... why they have such a huge influence on things. Well, I think one thing, they're, one, they're public domain. So True. no one has to pay to use the that. character rights or whatever. Also, Disney's trying to combat that, aren't they? Yeah. I feel like if you've got a Disney character that's suddenly become a famous fairy tale, suddenly they have some sort of ownership over it. Oh, well. Uh, and also, you know, they're just ever-present. We just know them. Everyone everyone learns the same things. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's crazy. But obviously it goes back a long way before we had our televisions and our <laughs> radios. You know, stories were passed down through song and speech and... It's resulted in this today. Yeah. I feel Exciting. like a huge part of fairy tales is the fact that they're absolutely bonkers. If you yeah. look into the actual original fairy tales, they are all crazy. Crazy, horrific, sometimes uh, yeah, absolutely just, just <laughs> vile, horrible. <laughs> How did they ever become like children's stories? They're that. They are there to scare children, aren't they? Have you ever met children? They are vile, horrible creatures. Oh, that's lovely, John. (laughs) Wow. What a nice thing to say. I'm so sorry if you're Um, a child. (laughs) But then, like, I feel like we're so used to Disney coming along, taking a fairy tale, making it all nice and pretty. Putting the filter on it. And then we're like, ooh, ooh, fairy tales, but they're actually horrible. Disney probably wasn't the first to do it, you know? I think times have changed... Children want nice stories now, or certainly parents do. <laughs> I feel like children yeah. still love a gruesome story sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Mm. Worrying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's your favourite fairy tale, Katie? Can you think of one off the top of your head? Um, or growing well, up, maybe? what counts as a fairy tale? I'll, I'll let you be very, like, gen- I'll be very generous with the definition of a fairy tale, like... You can think of a classic one. What's your favourite classic fairy tale? Oh, I don't know, John. I don't know. I didn't really have, like, fairy tales told to me, I don't think. Mm. It was very much, like, a Disney thing for me. Okay. I did enjoy, like, Greek myths. I don't really remember them now, though, so please don't, Mm. like, start testing me on that. But (laughs) I did used to really like them. Fairy tales, I never really, like, had a fairy tale read to me in the same way. I don't think. Mm. My mum's my now going to be like, how dare you? I read you a fairy tale every night. Well, there's something pitched to very young children, so you probably don't remember originally hearing them, maybe. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like my favorite sort of story that's like been used and retold in lots of different ways would be like Alice in Wonderland. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. But I don't think that really counts as a fairy tale. Alice in Wonderland is an amazing book because it's written by a mathematician. It's written by like a very serious academic that Mm. was trying to make fun of the way that maths was going. (laughs) So he made up like this incredibly fanciful story that's supposed to be like a mockery of how people are sort of taking maths in a very weird and wild direction. And like, I think he wrote the two Alice in Wonderland books and then everything else is like a serious academic paper, which I find very (laughs) amusing. Um, So it's a lot more recent than probably a lot of the stories, but it is a fantastic sort of... Every, yeah. like, everyone loves it. It's been adapted into so many different forms and exactly. it has such an interesting sort of, I don't know, f- And I just formula. feel like that I've not seen an adaptation or read an adaptation of it that's like been bad. Yeah. They're all done because it's such an interesting idea, I think, that you can Down adapt to hole. so many things in life. That yeah. It just, it's just always interesting. So Absolutely. like that and then along a similar sort of line where it's not really a fairy tale, but it's more a story that's just been taken and run with. It's like Peter Pan. Yeah. I'll always love a Peter Pan story. I'm probably less keen on Peter Pan, but he it was one of my favourite films growing up, actually. The live action one, I think. 2003, maybe? Which one? Is that the one where like everybody thirsts over Peter Pan? Is it that I one? I mean... Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're not on the same side of TikTok as me, John. <laughs> Clearly not. I mean, there was... So there was a more recent one called Pan, but this was a much older one. I do oh, believe yeah, in fairies. I, I do. I do. Oh, so classic. There's a bit with, like, some children singing. I don't know. It's a great story. It's a great formula for a story as well. Um, yeah, and certainly been adapted lots of different ways. But, yeah, I can't think of, like, a fairy tale necessarily well why don't we go through some and maybe we'll jog okay. some memories well i've got a list of like more classic fairy tales but it's on a list of 10 of the most bizarre fairy tales brackets okay. that are actually quite scary oh dear and this is on moms.com moms.com mm-hmm. <laughs> do we have to say moms like mom and not like mum? i don't know well it's written as moms mom so if you googled mums.com that's probably mm. a different website well we got mumsnet don't we <laughs> yeah mums.com sounds good i just yeah anyway so for I example digress. rapunzel is on the li- on this list classic yeah so i think that's a really good example of a fairy tale that's been taken and adapted and people love it but <laughs> when you look at how the actual story goes it's like I don't know this oh, one. oh dear. have you have you watched into the woods no. Oh, okay. Into the Woods. Now, I know the movie better than I know the musical, not because I think the movie is good. I think the movie <laughs> is terrible, in oh, fact. okay. But I'm absolutely obsessed with it. We- I was literally watching it today. Really? It was on the TV, and I was watching parts of it, because I think it's a shocking movie that I absolutely love to watch. Mm. But it has the classic fairy tales all coming together... But it keeps in a lot of the dark elements that were in the original stories. Right, okay. So, for example, um, Rapunzel's prince is blinded by thorns Oh. in the original one. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so sad for him. Yeah. So, 
Because she's captured by a witch. I'm trying to remember, like, exactly how it goes. All I can think is Tangled. Exactly. Yeah. Which is a good movie. Great movie. But but, it's not not how it originally goes. Because she's captured by a witch. The prince visits her and is able to climb her hair. Um, Yeah, and I think the witch finds out. This is what happens in Into the Woods anyway. So I think it's similar. The witch finds out that the prince is there and then like creates all these thorns that he falls into and he ends up blind. Um, And she cuts off all of Rapunzel's hair so that he can't like climb back up and find her again. Yeah. Um, And then I don't remember how they resolve that plot besides in Into the Woods, she's able to like cry magical tears that then heal him. But I don't know what happens in the original fairy tale. They might just be sad to be fair. I feel like a lot of fairy tales originally don't have very happy endings either way. Exactly. Um, no, Rapunzel is a good one, though. That idea. I don't know why it's so strong. I love that strong yeah. hair. I feel like there's not really a moral to that one. I feel like a lot of fairy tales have morals. At least but... they've been adapted to have them, yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel I like know. in the olden days, they're trying to like teach you something. Yeah, there's I a strange message in there. I don't know what that's trying to teach you. <laughs> you shouldn't have climbed a tower. <laughs> And then um, it's got, like, Rumpelstiltskin. Classic again. It is a classic that I used to know a lot better than I do now, but it was, know, that what? one's always been weird. I don't think that's yeah, ever been that's adapted in a way. never weird. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just this little guy this running little about man. being yeah. like, I will have your firstborn baby unless you know my name, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> is that do not you the concept? My, you want to know my favourite iteration of Rumpelstiltskin? Absolutely. The third best Shrek movie, Shrek the Fourth. <laughs> How dare you? What about Once Upon a Time? Yeah, it's all right. Nothing uh, on Little Rumple Pumple. Excuse me, you <laughs> like Rumplestiltskin in Once Upon a Time? He is the best character in Once Upon a Time. John is about season two of Once Upon a Time. If you've watched Once Upon a Time. <laughs> I've that, watched the whole thing. That might mean something to you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's like a girl, she can spin straw into gold. Yes. And then she's locked in a room by the king. Yes. So that she can keep doing that. Yes. And then <laughs> a small dwarf like figure named Rumpelstiltskin appears. He's a little gnomey boy. Offers to spin the straw for her if she gives him a number of items. Mm. The more spinning he does, the creeper, creepier his demands become. Mm. And then in the end, he's like, I'll have your child. Thank uh, you. Take your firstborn, please. But then, like, doesn't she just sort of resolve it by being like, your name is... <laughs> yeah, I don't remember where the name comes in. But, but if you have his name, then he can't do anything. And then yeah. as soon as she says the name, various things happen to him. Um, some of them more pleasant than others. Who knows? But effectively, you beat him by saying his name. That's always been a weird one. Yes. Once again, not sure what the moral is. <laughs> uh, what am you, I supposed to be learning? If you know your enemy's true name, you win. Is it just like, don't give away your firstborn child? Or maybe it's like, don't do something, like do something yourself and not someone else. I don't know. Like don't, he's the temptation. Like, he's the easy way out. Don't make deals with the devil. Yeah, something like that, you know. Yeah. Don't sell your soul. <laughs> don't. Don't, don't sell your child. Don't sell uh, your child. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Snow White. 
classic. Obviously a classic because of Disney, really, I feel. Yeah. Um, this website says, when you think about it, it's an extremely strange concept. Oh, dear. <laughs> Is it, though? Well, I guess. Hmm. I don't think that one has... I don't really know any other version of the story than the Disney version. I've not, like, heard, like, oh, the the gruesome truth behind Snow White. Uh, Yeah, I think the Disney one's pretty accurate. I'm sure there's grimmer... I think there are nastier details in the original Grimm story, but... I don't think Snow White's the strongest fairy tale. I mean, you hated the f- the Disney film. I hate the film. <laughs> I think it's really... Ob- now, now, I'll yeah. say this as many times as I need to. Okay. In 1937, which that's is when the film was ago. released... I think that's when The Hobbit came out as well. The book? Yeah. I was going to say the movie didn't come out. I know <laughs> the movie didn't come out then. <laughs> I but could when be wrong. Snow White came out incredible movie are you joking yeah can you imagine 1937 you'd have been off the chain you'd been (laughs) off the walls what is this moving pictures the best thing ever to see and i'm completely aware of that i don't want to watch it in 2021 (laughs) (laughs) i think it's awful now and that's okay i think you've always held it with a healthy balance of criticism like it's obviously amazing for the time and it started something amazing but there you, just judged, it, you now. judged it by different criteria and it, it doesn't hold up. That's yeah. fair enough. And I just also think the actual gen- general concept of it is like, yeah. eh. Nyeh. Nyeh. Um, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I don't know anything about the original Beauty and the Beast. No, neither do I. Does this it have says- an origin? I don't know. We'll find out. It Mm. says, for some reason, Beauty and the Beast is considered to be one of the greatest romantic movies of all time. Now, I'm not sure that's true. I don't know who does. Is that true? I'd never heard anyone say that. (laughs) People love the movie, but I'm not sure people are like, it's so so romantic. It's the greatest romantic movie of all time. Like, he's like a wildebeest creature. Obviously, there's a more clear moral there, though, right? Well... Depending on how the story is portrayed, it's supposed to be, you know, there's inner beauty. Yeah, don't judge a book by its cover. (laughs) Don't be guessed on. But it is actually um, really an awful story. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) As in an awful, as in it's a bad moral or bad thing that happens, or it's just like a bad formula? I mean, at the base of it, like, yeah. sure, it's a lovely concept of she falls in love with who he is rather than what he looks like, but yeah. who he is is a kidnapper. Yes. So, and she has Stockholm Syndrome. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. the idea is there, but the execution I'm not so fond of. I'm with you on that one. I'll give you that. But it sounds like the the fairy tale is still just that although apparently there are some versions of it where like he doesn't survive really so then she's just sad that is just sad (laughs) what's the point (laughs) i think the moral of that is don't fall in love with a wildebeest don't fall in love with your captor it never ends well and then you got Sleeping Beauty, which I know there are some horrific versions oh, of Sleeping I'm sure Beauty. That, yeah. That we won't get into because, oh my God. Oh dear. It's really bad. No, no, no. 
So I don't know why they ever turned that into a Disney movie. <laughs> it's free real estate, baby. It's free property. No copyright, no nothing. Take it. True. Mm. The Pied Piper. That's a good fairy tale. Is it? I think so. Yeah. It's the one I feel like I know a lot about. Oh, really? Steals yeah. children with the pipe, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doodly doodly doodly. One of the creepiest things about the Pied Piper of Hamelin is the fact that it might all be actually true. Hmm. He's so Pied Piper is hired as a rat catcher. He uses a magical pipe, and then they don't pay him. Mm. So he then uses his magical pipe. Oh yeah. To lure away the children. Yes. I think that is a very prevalent idea. Like, you get a lot of story beats that, while they might not have the exact same Pied Piper narrative, it's always, like, the person who has some power then leads away the children, you know. Mm. It's very I think it's quite idea. a scary one. Yeah, it's very it's sinister. It's, like, quite creepy. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, the, the people who are in the town wronged him like they didn't yeah, yeah. pay him they started it so mm. they deserve that to their happen no, to their children it's not what i'm saying <laughs> is that the moral <laughs> definitely not what i'm saying but i okay. just think it's a re- i just really like that one i don't know why little red riding hood that's classic. a true classic that that's a proper like, that's on the level of alice in wonderland and all these things yeah you know the story of little red riding hood absolutely well probably I don't know how famous it is in other countries. That's true. These are all very Western European fairy tales. I mean, this website's trying to tell me it's one of the most famous in the entire world. I can believe that. At the base of it, when you think about it, once again, it's a little bit weird. Oh, very strange. Because why does the wolf dress up as the grandma? (laughs) (laughs) To get to fool Red Riding Hood, of course. (laughs) But why doesn't he just eat her <laughs> you know yeah you make a good point i don't know why he why the wolf wants to fool red riding hood but i love like the formula of oh grandma what big ears you have yeah. what big teeth you have that's so good i think that's why it's like i think so that's his well most known. memorable part yeah it's really easy to pass on absolutely like, we all know that bit little red riding hood is in my memory one of the first productions i did oh so i can't picture exactly when it was but we're talking proper early primary school yeah um in a french class i think i must have done extracurricular french Ooh. and i mean my parents will need to verify this with me (laughs) well i did i know i did at some point but i we had like a small french class i can picture us in the library rehearsing for this which is strange because I don't hold on to a lot of my memories. I can picture us in the library rehearsing for it. I was a wolf and I was, and it was in French and I was the first person to learn all my lines because of course I was. <laughs> of course you were. Try of course hard. I was. I learned them that night. Oh <laughs> and then came in the next day. I was like, I know them all. Um, Je suis un wolf. <laughs> oh, I really, well done, I really wish I remember what it was. Like how it went. You know? <laughs> uh, one of go. my first ever stage performances was as was the Nativity. 
Well, I d- yes. I don't know if we did other like stage performances in school when I was young. Maybe we did. I just remember the nativity because I was Joseph. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, great. What? Good for you. <laughs> did you want to be Joseph? Well, no, but I didn't oh. want to be innkeeper's wife number two. <laughs> innkeeper's <laughs> wife number two? Was he multiple wives? Yeah, there were three innkeepers. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought you and meant they like... they each had a wife. <laughs> I thought you meant that it, you were the innkeeper's second... like mistress or something. My second wife, no. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the drama, oh my that, God. I mean, that would have been a very different... Can you hear the vacuuming, by the way? No, I don't think oh, so. Oh, that's epic. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe... You can drown it out. Um, It's fine. Um, No, I was not his second wife, but I played that in one nativity, and then I was the narrator in our Leavers production, Mm. which was a pretty pretty good role. That's a pretty good role. Not gonna lie to you. You know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. But no, I was never Mary. So we did a bit of Greek myths in like year five. So segueing now to Greek mythology, Mm -hmm. we watched the Disney movie again. A Disney. A Disney classic, uh, Hercules, right? Which is a fantastic myth. Mm. Um, again, one that's very popular, I would say. Yeah, I hadn't watched that movie until I was like a lot older. Really? Like maybe seventeen. Ah, interesting. I, just, I never watched it. I can't explain why. It's got some great songs and. You know it what? Does. I kind of want to watch it again. It's pretty good, pretty good movie. I always <laughs> I forget about what I that rated one. It. Yeah, I always forget about it. But it's a it's a great film, and we, yeah, we got to reenact our favorite little Greek myth. My favorite growing up was always Icarus. Mm, a classic. Icarus, my boy. That comes up in quite a few different plays, I think. Yes, I mean it's a great metaphor for flying too close to the sun or whatever, and mm. I think people love that message. Ultimately, all of these stories have, like, one core thing that people will take away and adapt. And there's a line about it in Hamilton. Mmm. Mmm. We'd love to see it. I'm now looking at some more obscure fairy tales that I've not heard of before. Okay. I'm trying to find some weird ones. So, I don't know how to pronounce this. Okay. The Bean Nye? That's what I'm going with. The Bean Nye. The Benny? No, it's like The Bean dash Nye? N-I-G-H-E. Oh. The Bean Nay? I don't know. <laughs> um, it's a myth. Um, oh, oh so apparently that's Gaelic for washerwoman. Yeah, it's the washerwoman. I've heard of the washerwoman. She haunts streams... And washes the clothes of those about to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so creepy. Oh, dear. I just... So, <laughs> you just come out one day and look at your clothes and they're all washed and you're like, oh, well. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's too late for me. As far as, like, markings of impending doom go, it's not the worst. So at least you got clean laundry for that day. True. You're going to smell quite nice. I mean, the washerwoman's doing you a favour. <laughs> yeah, and she's like pointing out to you. She's giving you a hint there. Mm. She's going, watch out, mate. Oh, I'm, I'm reading here that... You're going to um, die. 
she is so often absorbed in her washing and singing that she can sometimes be captured. <laughs> if, a, if a person can seize hold of her after a stealthy approach, then she will reveal who is about to die and also grant you three wishes. <laughs> That's <Whoa>. epic. Epic. <laughs> I mean, that's just one telling, but who knows? Okay, this one, Mr. Miyaka. Okay. It's. It was collected by Joseph Jacobs in English Fairy Tales. It's about a boy called Tommy. Oh, I'm on booktrust.org, by the way. I do now. trust books. It's about a boy called Tommy who is continuously caught by Mr. Miyaka, a man who eats children. (laughs) Every time he gets caught, why is Tommy getting caught so much? Every time he gets caught, Tommy tells Mrs. Miyaka, the wife, that his mother has some pudding at home. Mm. Mrs. Miyaka is greedy for pudding (laughs) (laughs) and sends Tommy off to get some for her, but Tommy never comes back. This goes on for a while until one day, Mrs. Miyaka clues on to Tommy's trick. <laughs> one day. <laughs> After, how many times will you promise pudding? I don't oh, know. Dear. And Tommy is forced to cut off the leg of a couch mm. and pretend it's his own before escaping. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I feel like we've missed a few steps there. Wait, okay, let me see. So wait, this Mr. boy Miyaka... is continuously caught by Mr. Miyaka who eats children. Why does he not eat Tommy then? No, because then Tommy's tricking Mrs. Miyaka about the pudding. Yeah. And she's letting him escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's getting caught again and being like, Oi, Mrs. Miyaka, I've got, got some more pudding. pudding. <laughs> I know you love that pudding, baby. Um... And then and then Tommy's well, I've got, forced I've got a... to cut off the leg of a couch and pretend it's his own. Okay, I've got the ending here. Okay. He, so he could still not be good. He gets caught again by Mr. Miyaka and put under the couch. And he has to watch the pot boil himself, I guess. It's like he's sort of trapped under the couch, I guess. And then Mr. Miyaka demands that Tommy puts out his leg. And he did. Miyaka grabbed it and threw it in the pot and Tommy ran off because uh... it had been the couch leg. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think I would mistake I kinda, my leg for a couch leg as well. I kind of love that one. Yeah, I won't lie. Off the walls. I want to read that, like, properly actually read it. Read it to my children. <laughs> no, don't read it to your children. Oh. That's what's, that what's, what's going to happen if they're naughty. No more leg. Kate Crackernuts. <laughs> <laughs> A prince is forced to dance all night by fairies, which means he then is, like, just paralyzed. Oh, great. Um, And also, a girl's head falls off into a bread bin and is replaced by a sheep's head. Is that just the two things that happen? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I've been told about Kate Crackernuts. That sounds a bit grim. Yes. So those are some... Weird ones. Mainly Mr. Miyaka. Certainly the strangest Miyaka I've ever encountered. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I just... I I think this is all proving my point. Mm. Fairy tales just are weird. Oh, yeah. No one was denying that. What makes a fairy tale a fairy tale? Could you make a new fairy tale? I'm sure we will have new ones. 
about you know well maybe we won't maybe we won't have them in the same form because you know there's it's an older form of storytelling but originally like a lot of the ones we've talked about have been like Brothers Grimm tales which were just written by the Brothers Grimm in you know a few hundred years ago they just wrote a book so you know you could do it too maybe Harry Potter will become a fairy tale eventually maybe not but how what does that mean I don't know I mean, it's just children's stories, isn't it? But no children's stories have been as popular because there's so many. And because children watch TV now. But I feel like part of a fairy tale is the idea that, like, it's reasonably short, it's reasonably basic, and it's quite easy to pass on by word of mouth. I think that's the point of it. But I think there's there's no need to make things like that anymore, you know? Yeah. So it probably won't. I mean, certainly things like Greek myths obviously have had their time. But mm-hmm. give, it a few, give it a few thousand years and everything we say today will probably be a myth. <gasps> the myth of the friendship quest. <gasps> Whoa. The legendary quest. Bless my soul. <laughs> <laughs> that was a reference to the Disney film Hercules. Yes, it was. Do you want to hear some more weird stuff? Yeah, this please. This proper weird stuff. This is from like around the world now. I think most of the things that we've read out so far have been quite European. Definitely. This is around the world, and you know what? Thank you, Japan. Thank you, Japan. So you have first... so many excellent folklore creatures and cryptids. The first on this list is called the Filth Licker. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> it's. Uh, it hangs out in toilets. Yum. And. Oh, it often pops up in mangas, films, and animes. I mean, a lot what? of. A lot of manga and stuff use recurring, like, known folklore oh, okay. spirits. Just like how, just you know, like, yeah, Red Riding Hood might pop up somewhere. Yeah, okay. So the filth liquor um, has a... It's red-skinned and has a long tongue mm. to lick scum from dirty oh. baths. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> and it attacks anyone who visits the toilet. <laughs> Oh, it hates so good. clean bathrooms. So once it's cleaned, he goes off somewhere else. So the moral is just clean your bathroom. <laughs> I think so. I think that's the point. It's a Keep we it could, all clean. A lesson we Otherwise, could all learn. The filth liquor's going to come and attack you while you're on the toilet. Yeah, you're lucky. To be fair, I was scared of that as a child. I mean, that something was going to come up through the toilet. In the last house, you were lucky not to have been attacked by the filth liquor. What are you saying? <laughs> Nothing. That's so mean. What's the other toilet one? That's my favourite. What's the other toilet one? Akamanto. Or I don't know if that's the original. I've heard two stories. So this is the red blue thing. Oh, right. Okay. So it's another demon that hides in the toilet. And I won't go into why? too much detail. I don't know why. Why do they have multiple demons who hide in the toilet? Get them while they're down, you know. <laughs> You know, you're vul- you're the most vulnerable on the toilet. If you're trying to scare someone, tell them something's going to attack them on the toilet, you know? Yeah. You're the most vulnerable, and, like, it makes sense that it could, like, climb up through the toilet. <laughs> I don't mm. know. <laughs> it is scary. It is like, a scary there's no idea. quick escape. I mean, Your certainly... Your trousers are down. Not, maybe not in England, but in, certainly in other parts of the world, like, creatures. Like, is, don't can't snakes come through the toilet, or... This is what I was scared this of. This is what I'd be scared of. It started with Primeval. Oh, dear. Because that happened in Primeval, mm. like, 
dinosaur snake thing came out up through the toilet and then you know there were real life cases of snakes being found in toilets and i was like right i'm never going to the toilet again then mm. yeah well toilets scary places watch your back well tell us about the red okay, blue okay. thing okay so the akamanto which just means red cloak is a demon uh-huh. and i'm not sure if there's a different name for it but anyway it appears and it asks you you get a choice between two things. Sometimes it's a cloak, sometimes it's toilet paper. I think that's a more <laughs> modern telling. It's like, do you want red toilet paper or blue toilet paper? <laughs> if you say blue toilet paper, he strangles you until you're blue. And if you say red toilet paper or red cloak, then he just he kills you in another way with lots of blood, probably. Um, kind of gruesome. Lovely. I don't think there's a way out of it. <laughs> I don't know what does. I don't know if there's a moral there. Yeah, why does he pop up? Maybe it's just matrix like matrix you. It could just be like keep your bathroom clean again. <laughs> Make sure you cleaned out all your demons from this the toilet. Is just a thing. Put bleach down the toilet. Get rid of the demons. Okay, <laughs> this is this is from Romania. Oh, love Romania. Vampire watermelons. Mm, well, aren't all vampires? Isn't Transylvania in Romania? I mean, I know Dracula's by Bram Stoker, which is, I think he's Irish slash English. This is a, maybe know. this is unnecessary. But um, <laughs> vampire watermelons. Okay. Um, I think the moral here is going to be um, you you don't leave your watermelons past their sell by date. Okay, I can because get behind that. If it's not eaten in time, oh no, it will transform into a vampire. <laughs> That's great. So they, but they don't have teeth. Okay, they will just chase children before bumping into their legs, growling and shaking. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds kind of cute, rather than uh, scary. I'd love a little pet growling watermelon. Follows and me you, around. You need to boil the watermelons overnight oh dear. to avoid them turning into little <laughs> toothless vampires that will bump into you. <laughs> What's it going to do? It's a watermelon. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but I really like that one. I do like that one. That is just bizarre. <laughs> but, well, I can imagine that. It's like, don't let your watermelon go off and you tell your children that they'll chase you. Otherwise... Okay. What's this one going to be about? This is Iceland. It's called the Yule Cat. Mmm. Is around Christmas time, I presume. Mm. I presume so too. Cats are relatively new to Iceland. Hmm. First arriving with Viking settlers in the ninth century. Okay. I can see that. Um. The most famous story is of the Yule Cat, a big black beast who is the pet of a giantess. Mm. It follows small children around on Christmas Eve, kidnapping the unlucky ones and taking them home for his mistress to turn into a stew. It's a lot of, like, children eating. I know. Why do all fairy tales revolve around, like, eating children? What's that about? I don't know. It's to scare children, though, isn't it, ultimately? Yeah, but... It eats children. It's like, why doesn't it eat anyone else? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's easy to fend off the Yule Cat. It won't touch children wearing new clothes. 
as he knows they are cared for and their parents will come looking for them. Oh, okay. So it's like, take care of your children, otherwise the Yule Cat will steal them. <laughs> steal them and put them in a stew, That's yeah. That's so sad. So I wonder whether they get new clothes on Christmas Eve to protect against the I just feel bad cat. for, like, imagine you're, like, an, a very unloved child, abandoned child, and all you've got to look forward to is being put in a stew. There's no redemption there. Oh it's not like God. it somehow balances out the injustice of the world. At least it's a cat. Just clears up the street trash. The- oh my God, this is more child eating. They're all child eating. <laughs> this is from Russia. Oh, is this Baba Yaga? Yes. Oh, it's one which of my I favorites. have heard of. Yeah. Um, looks like a kindly old grandmother. She's got a house with chicken legs. Baby. Yep. That's very strange. <laughs> she can sniff out children oh. who she tricks into doing chores for her. If the kids do the chores, then she will release them. Otherwise, they add to the washing up by becoming the dish of the day. Oh, dear. It's Yeah, I knew Bubba Yaga was just a child snatcher of some kind. That's so sad. She asks children to run a nice bath... But upon entering the bathroom, children will find the old tub is full of holes and there's no running water. <laughs> so you can't even complete the chores. You are oh, just going to get eaten. She asks them to do the chores and then they, they can't do them. Gives them a mop without a... Yeah. Mm. Oh my God. What's the moral there then? I thought the moral was just going to be like, do your chores. Yeah, but maybe it can't it, be because it's impossible. Maybe it used to be. She'd fly... Oh, she flies around in a giant pestle and mortar. Yeah. That's pretty epic. I wish I could do that. <laughs> Doesn't sound like the best mode of transport. Well, I feel like it's the same thing with like broomstick. It's like, why do witches ride broomsticks? It doesn't make sense other than... True. Well, I think it's, it makes just as much sense. <laughs> but for some reason... You make a good point. Yeah, for some reason pestle and mortar is way more out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, At least dear. you can like sit in that. I guess, it, yes, yeah, probably quite comfy. Yeah, whereas I imagine it like a little a boat, and you use the use the pestle to like. Or wait, which one's the bridge? Which one's the pestle, and which one's the mortar? Oh, don't! <laughs> use I don't the, need that use right the now. Use the stick to row, anyway. Like yeah. Mm. Cute. Epic. Not cute. She's gonna eat children, yeah. but. So that's all on that list. My biggest question from this mm. is. Why do they all revolve around eating children? To scare children. But a lot of them don't even have, like, a moral to scare the children That's true. I don't... I'm sure... Well, all of these have been adapted from different cultures, so maybe originally there was a point. And I'm sure, you know, maybe there was a problem for a while where children wouldn't eat all their watermelon. It's like, you don't (laughs) finish your watermelon, it'll go off, and then it'll become a vampire. You know? That what yeah, but with that one even, all that vampire is gonna do is bump into your legs. <laughs> I mean, I think almost anything that chases you as a child is probably gonna be scary. True, but I I picture it and that seems really funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're big boys now, Katie. We're wow. properly properly people. Ew. Ew. We're not scared by some poultry watermelons. Do Greek myths normally have some sort of moral? I think they do, right? 
Um, well, so there's like, so there's fables. People love fables. Yeah. Um, myth, but which uh, I think have to feature animals in some sense to be proper fables. Oh, do they? So those are the things like the fox and the. Wait, is it the fox and the scorpion? Or is it the frog and the scorpion? I don't know. Tortoise and the hare is the easiest Tortoise one. Tortoise and the hare is a good fable where it's like, you know, slow and steady wins the race. Classic. That's got a good moral. And I think fables in general have good morals because it's like. And I don't even think that that's that weird, right? Yeah, that's just like, don't be too overconfident and don't be. Yeah, don't be and it like makes sense. Yeah, and it works. Brilliant story. I think fables are great. Um. Yeah, I don't. Remember. There's one where like a scorpion rides on the back of another animal to cross a river, and then the scorpion just stings the animal, and then they both go down. Oh yeah, that's so sad. I think it might be a frog. That is sad. Yeah, but it's like What's the moral. <laughs> well, I think it's like it's in the scorpion's nature to sting. So it's like even if it's like you shouldn't have st- trusted the scorpion, and like oh. it's like self sabotage as well. That's not very nice. It's not very nice, but it's yeah, it's got a point, I guess. I don't know. Greek Greek myths are a bit of a different beast, I think, um, and they're more interesting in some ways because they're sort of uh, a way to explain how, why the world is the way it is. Yeah. So mythologies in general are used to exp- like oh, there's a lot of creation myths. So like there's a way that Greek gods created the world and why we have fire, for example. That's Prometheus, best boy. Yeah, because the difference is, like, Greek myths are actually, like, trying to tell us something that could have happened. Yeah. Whereas fairy tales are just generally, like, stories. Yeah, I think... That you might believe as a child, because yeah. that's kind of the point, but... Realistically, yeah. they don't have a point. But, like, so one of my favourites is Pandora's Box, for example. Again, right. a good a thing that is sort of resonates throughout a lot of media today, even, still... A lot of Pandoras out there. Mm. And the idea is that, you know, why is the world horrible? <laughs> it's because Pandora opened a box and let all the evil things out. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, because otherwise, who could cope with it being such a horrible world when there was no reason for it? You know? Mm. It's so sad. And obviously Icarus, don't fly too close to the sun. That's got a good, good, good lesson in there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what Hercules's moral was. Well, did it have a moral? I don't know. He just had to do twelve things. <laughs> uh, Sounds like somebody just being stressed, being like, "Oh, I've got twelve things to do." Yeah, it's like Hercules. Can you please go on on these errands? Ah, <laughs> uh, and what is it? Is it Orpheus? Orpheus and Eurydice. Yeah. She kept trapped in hell, and then he comes back to rescue her, and has to, she has to, he has to. So <clears throat> he can't look at her. He's not allowed to look at her. I think they're musicians, and he's her muse or something like that. Correct. And then, as yes, Hades allows him to try and take her back, but they ha- he has to lead the way and never look back, and she yeah. will not make a sound as they go. So she, it's about having faith and trust, I guess. And right at the last moment, as they're about to exit. Hades, the realm. He looks back and she gets trapped forever. Big sad. What an idiot. Yeah, that just makes me so frustrated because it's so like... 
I feel like there so are close. so many stories where it's like, oh, you can go now, but only if you make sure you never do this one thing. Yeah, and then they, and then always, they always do it. And it's like, it. oh, for God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> but maybe that's another thing about human nature. We just can't help ourselves. Oh, but come on. <laughs> I don't know if that's the moral. I don't know what the point of that one is, to be fair. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. What is the weirdest fairy tale? What is the weirdest? Come on. I think it's that toilet paper one. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Japan but then has that's some not really, great That's things. not necessarily a fairy tale. It's more like a legend it's like an or urban like legend. a folklore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so cryptids are another thing. Cryptids are just any, like, mythical mm. sort of creature that could exist. And they're more interesting sometimes because they're still believed to be around today. So these are things like the Yeti or the Loch Ness Monster or um, Chubacabra, Mothman. Mothman's the best. <laughs> if you're ever in West Virginia, I think it's West Virginia. Or it might just be Virginia. Visit the Mothman statue. Fantastic. We are strange <laughs> beings. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, J- Japan's an interesting one because I think a lot of the myths haven't made it over here in quite the same way in our media. Yeah. Um, and so they probably seem more obscure to us than anything else. Compared to, we're quite used to the idea of like the wolf that dresses up as a grandmother to. Yeah. Um, Little and. You said that earlier on. Little Red Riding Hood turns up in everything. Oh, absolutely. Why is she always there? I mean, even in media, in like, for example, in Japan, you still find it there. Whereas you would never find like a Japanese... I don't think you'd ever find a Japanese demon in like an, a Western-produced show. I mean, maybe you would start seeing that eventually. Goldilocks never turned up on these lists. Oh, I forgot it's about Goldilocks. another standard. And... When you think about it, very strange. Because you have this girl. She's walking along. I quite like Goldilocks. Why are there three bears living in a house? Why would well, You explain that to me, John. Okay. Why are there three bears living in a house? Why are they eating porridge? What's going on there? It's not like we're in animal world. Goldilocks is a little girl. That's true. On? You know what? You make a good point. Thank you. Well, I mean, almost all the animals in these things are somewhat... Like, obviously the wolf can talk, can't it? Well, I've already questioned that. That was weird. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I, liked, well, I like Goldilocks, though, because the moral's, like, there somewhat. It's like... Don't, the moral is don't be... Like, well, don't, don't be greedy. Break and enter. What is <laughs> up with that? She just enters this house. Don't touch things that aren't yours. And she eats their porridge and she's like, no, I don't like this one. And then goes to the next bowl, and then she's like, mm, I've eaten all of their food now and been really picky about it. I'm going to go sit in their chairs. No, I don't like this chair. Well, it's not your chair. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's that formula. It's exactly the same as Red Riding Hood with the, like, oh, what big eyes you have, what big teeth you have. It's the, oh, this one's too hot, or this one's too cold, and this one's just right. Mm. This one's too big, this one's too small. Which was fun as a kid, but oh, yeah. I, I look at it, it now story. and I'm like, come on, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't your property. Get it together, Goldilocks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Three Little Pigs is another one. Um, kind of similar. Yeah, it's just got that repetitiveness that children love. 
Yeah, at least someone has like a moral. Does it? Where it's like make your house out well, of bricks instead of straw. <laughs> yeah, well, because uh, he had to work harder for it, didn't he? I think he had maybe. to work harder to make his house, whereas his brothers were like, "No, nah, I'm just oh, going to quickly yeah. okay, house yeah, is yeah, made." Yeah, 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 no, I remember that now. Yeah, I yeah. think that was the idea. Yeah, the other brothers are like sort of looked down on him. He's like, "Why did you spend all this effort to make a solid yeah. house?" Yeah, whereas we made ours super quick and now we're fine. And then the houses then the, get blown down. And then they get blown down by the wolf. I'll huff and I'll puff. Surely not the most efficient method to get to those pigs. Once again, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Why is it a wolf that is huffing and puffing? I don't know. I love that idea, though. <laughs> I just love it. I love Jack thinking and the about beanstalk. things now. All these fairy tales are coming to me now. Jack and the Beanstalk. Classic. That's a, I like that one as well. Yeah, I like that one. I like how Jack just sort of does whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> once again, I don't know why I like that one and not Goldilocks, because once again, he's just going on someone's property and stealing things, isn't he? Really? Yeah, I guess in that one it's slightly different in that... Well, actually, no, it's exactly the same, I suppose. But it's like a bear's good. Is like, are you on the side of the bears or the giant? It's like, maybe they deserve <laughs> to have things stolen. I don't know. The giant's this certainly is... more threatening, so it's like, I can understand yeah. why you might want to steal from them. <laughs> so this is what I like about fairy tales is n- now, mm. is that all the adaptations about it tend to, like, try and twist something about it, like, look at it yeah. from a different perspective, because norm- they're presented in such a black and white way, mm. it's so interesting to then, like, flip it around, change something about it, see what yeah, happens yeah. then. Absolutely, it works very well, again, because they have access to those characters and mm-hmm. everyone or is already familiar with the original story i wonder if that like how long it takes fairy tales to die because i'm sh- if we have children one day or you know if our generation has children will they have the same set of fairy tales or would they remember some of them slightly less and would that fade over time i don't know mm. no i don't know either Hopefully, I'm going to teach my children all about the toilet demons. Mr. Miyaka. <laughs> Mr. Miyaka. He's going to eat you, but it's okay. Just trick his wife about pudding. Blue or red? If you try and get clever, if you say green, he still kills you. <laughs> or he drags you to hell, is what this says. So I don't know what the difference between like a, a gruesome death and being immediately dragged to hell is, but maybe at <laughs> least... <laughs> what's the point <laughs> if he popped out I'd just be like oh god that's it I don't it? know he'd be like blue or red I'd be like oh mate we know what's <laughs> happening here <laughs> I don't know drag me to hell go on go for it I think at least if you die one of the gruesome ways you might make it to heaven is that the implication it's like oh. don't get clever with me otherwise you're going straight to hell no second chance I think the blue is the best way to go. Probably. Mm. That's so sad. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. Well, I'm glad we've sorted that out. (laughs) Yeah. The real question for this episode, blue or red? Blue or red. Which one was which in The Matrix? I don't even remember. No, I don't remember. I've watched that movie a lot. I don't remember. I haven't watched it that much. I should watch it again. I've had to watch it a few times that's because a, that's I didn't a, understand it. It's got an Alice in Wonderland reference, doesn't it? It's Follow the White Rabbit. Yep. That's the main thread at the start. That is everywhere. Just yeah. ideas from Alice in Wonderland are literally everywhere. Absolutely. We love all sorts of 
myths and fairy tales, all creatures, big and small. But some are better than others. Why are you going into the lyrics of all things bright and beautiful? All things bright. I don't know. I just felt the music surge through me for a second. Mm-hmm. Oh. Remember, if you're on the toilet, don't panic. I'm so sorry if you get encounter if you encounter one of the demons. <laughs> I'm just like it's not like I can even offer you advice for some of these things. It's like you get stolen, you get stolen. What are you gonna do? 